America's Desert Diaries. Hello, Arizona calling and wait for this shocking statement. It's Arizona in July and this week I have barely seen the sun. Now, don't be fooled, OK? It's still been 18,000 degrees, OK, around 40 degrees all week long. But there's been a load of cloud and a lot of general kind of hazy skies. Now, these hazy skies are there for a few reasons. Monsoon season, lingering dust, lots of cloud around for the rain that we're expecting is one. It's been a couple of storms. There have been quite a few weird orange pollution clouds as well that I've spotted just a few times. Don't forget, Phoenix is a massive city with about four and a half million people making up the Phoenix metropolitan area. So cars and people and business all adds up to Phoenix being ranked as number seven for poor air quality in the United States. That's according to the American Lung Association State of the Air report. But It's not something you see actually really often as the city's just so spread out. I mean, it's bigger than L.A. when it comes to square miles, but it has less than a quarter of the population of Los Angeles. It's sometimes a bit cruelly been dubbed America's biggest suburb. (laughs) But there are loads of wide open spaces like massive mountain ranges right in the middle of the city. And so it doesn't feel built up and it doesn't feel very pollution-y, if that makes sense to you, like a lot of big cities do. Other reasons for the recent hazy skies, though, have also included smoke drifting across the valley from some of the massive wildfires that have been burning in the state. Last month, the Telegraph Fire, which started in Superior in Arizona, about 60 miles away, for a while the largest wildfire ever recorded in the USA until one in Oregon this week. That actually, the smoke from that fire gave Phoenix hazy skies for weeks. But Whilst I haven't seen the sun all week, I have seen a lot of the suns. I'm just pausing there because I'm guessing you made one of two noises. If you're from Arizona or even from the US, you probably would have gone, oh, and a really bad joke. (laughs) And if you're not from around here, you probably would have made a noise a bit like this. What? Now, the Phoenix Suns, the local basketball team, have been everywhere. For the last few weeks, actually, but especially this week. Why? Well, they made the finals of the NBA, the National Basketball League, for the first time since 1993. Whole radio shows, whole TV shows have been dedicated to the fact the Suns made it to the finals. But I mean, it's been a real fever here in the Valley. Even the checkout staff in my local supermarket have been wearing Suns t-shirts and tank tops. People have written slogans along the bonnet of their trucks and cars. And even in my Pilates class the other day, the instructor finished off by saying, well, that's it. Well done, everyone. Have a great rest of your Tuesday and go Suns. (laughs) You can't escape it. Now, basketball, like Baseball, which I've talked about before, isn't part of my sporting history and in any way part of my sporting understanding. But I gave it a go, watched it with some friends. And the first thing that stuck with me is that the Suns rose up through the league, winning their games, beating off the competition until, yes, it was confirmed they'd made it to the final. They just had to beat the Milwaukee Bucks. Milwaukee Bucks hadn't won for 50 years, so it was high stakes for them as well. All they had to do, beat the Milwaukee Bucks and they'd be champions. Except they had to beat the Bucks 
four times. <laughs> no, not throughout the season, but in the finals. When American basketball fans talk about the final between two teams, there are seven matches played across a couple of weeks. Seven. Why seven? So it's the first team to four wins in the final playing the same team over and over and over and over again that finally get crowned champion. Now, that was the first thing that kind of blew my mind a bit. Why there are seven games, I don't understand. Now, if you haven't seen a basketball game, they're made up of four periods of 12 minutes each. There's a bit of extra time and injury time sometimes, but generally four periods of 12 minutes each. However, most games generally last two to two and a half hours because they stop all the time. Now, one game I tuned in, it had just six minutes to go. Half an hour later, it's still going strong. Play can last for a second or two and then stop. And then it starts again and another second and then it stops. It's a bit like the anti-baseball, which to me seems to rumble on at the same pace for days at a time. Sorry, Barry. My friend Barry will be rolling his eyes on that one. He loves baseball. One day I will get to a game. If I find I've got a spare three weeks anywhere. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Sadly, the Phoenix Suns didn't prevail and lost in game number six of seven to the Milwaukee Bucks. So lots of licking of wounds and some sorry faces around the valley over the last couple of days. But being number two ain't bad, eh? The dreary skies have somewhat reflected not just the Suns fans' mood, but my own mood a little bit this week, as Wednesday marked the day that my dad was due to arrive. Flight booked back in February when he'd already had his jab, I was due to have mine, and we were giddy with the possibilities and freedom that science was gifting us. Five months on, where are we? It seems like such a long time ago. I genuinely didn't think I'd see a 100,000 people roaring along in Wembley Stadium at a football match before I could see my dad. But there we are. It was pretty dismaying going through and cancelling all the reservations I'd made for our trip in the wagon up to Flagstaff and the Grand Canyon, onto Winslow and Big Lake and back via the Coconino National Forest. I can't even imagine how much the girls must have changed since he last saw them. Ugh. They're back at school in a couple of weeks, of course. A new school year dawns. Last year of middle school or junior high for the teenager. Can you believe it? High school next year. And fifth grade for the small one, which would be the last year of primary school in England. The yawning chasm of the summer vacation is nearly at an end. In fact, some schools in the Valley have already gone back to school this week. Now, if you're thinking, what? Back to school in July? What? Don't forget, they actually broke up on or before the 20th of May, which honestly seems like it was a century ago. The daily and constant battle to get them to do anything but play on a screen has been, frankly, exhausting and has been won, well, only some of the time. I used to go out on my bike at 8am and not come back until 5 o'clock when I was your age, said Dave the other day as they both rolled their eyes. I'm guessing it was a bit easier in 80s suburban Kent than it is here in the desert in 40-degree heat. I'm not sure how many coyotes, scorpions or rattlesnakes there were in Gravesend, but there you go. We're going to attempt one last jaunt out in the wagon before we're back on the confines of the school run. I'm tempted to head back to the Cleveland Forest, as I loved it so. But even though four hours is a little trip up the road around these parts, I think it's a bridge too far for the weekend. But 
Watch this space. I'll see you in the desert. (laughs) 